Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I'm so happy that you're here today. I want you to, if you have the ability to grab your Bibles, follow along with me today. And we're going to have a good time in the Word of God today. I want to talk about the subject called the reign of favor. And this is God's supernatural favor that can come down just like rain and rest upon your life and cause some of the most amazing things to take place in your life. And we're going to discuss it today in in context of one of the key things that will cause it to be released into your life because favor is never accidental. It's never something that's just a random luck or chance. It is There is something specifically that can trigger it in your life, and we're going to talk about favor today in that light. Praise God. Now, let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would anoint the message, the scriptures, that it wouldn't just be ink on paper or a history lesson or some kind of mental exercise, but that this would be living bread straight from heaven, your word. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for the anointing of your spirit and eyes to see and ears to hear. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. We pray and agree and say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Now today, let's go to First Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 7. And while you're turning there, let me just remind you that we have on the, uh, on the cooker the plans, the full itinerary for the 2022 Israel tour. And registration is going to open in about 10 days. We will have all the links. We will have the downloadable brochure. Uh, we can also mail you a brochure. All of that will be ready in about 10 days. But I want you to be ready so that you can go quickly and get registered once registration is open. And the tour dates for our Israel tour are May 16 through the 26, 2022. And you can register with a $300 deposit with the tour company. And by the way, this is the best tour company there is. And this is going to be an over-the-top trip. Uh, everything, every itinerary, every site has been handpicked. The hotels have been selected by my wife and I. We've been in many hotels in Israel, and these hotels are all exceptional. The meals are exceptional. You're going to have the time of your life, and I would like for you to prayerfully consider coming to Israel on tour with us in 2022. Again, the dates May 16 through the 26, 2022. The cost is $46.49 per, uh, per person. Again, $46.49 per person. And Somebody might think, well, Pastor Stephen, I've seen tours a little bit cheaper. Well, um, you get what you pay for. And uh, I have talked to people that have been on other types of tours, and they were shocked at some of the hotels they were put in that were uh, very, very substandard. So when we go, uh, this is a luxury tour. You're going to love where you're going, where you're staying, how we get about, and uh, uh, the meals and so forth. It's going to be tremendous. I want you to prepare your heart for this tour, and uh, 
I just want to see you come to Israel because I know there is a blessing released upon anyone that comes to Israel because one of the greatest ways that you could support Israel is actually literally to stand in Israel when you come and you support their tourism and you support their economy. You are blessing the Lord's blood descendants, his family members. Praise God. Now, we're in the family of Christ, too. But let's not forget that Christ is Jewish. And all uh, biblical authors are Jewish authors. And so uh, we have a debt of love to them. And we want to honor the Jewish people. We want to honor the Lord by visiting the Holy Land and enjoying the beauty of the Holy Land. So come on with me to Israel. It's going to be fantastic. Praise the Lord. Boy, I am so excited about the trip. And um, it's opening up registration in about 10 days. We're going to fly out of New York. We're going to go straight to Tel Aviv. And then you will be picked up in Tel Aviv and taken to our first site and uh, checked into the hotel so you can get all the rest that you need. So the tour will start officially the following day. We'll be on the move, going to Caesarea by the sea, going to the cave of Elijah on Mount Carmel, going to Megiddo, Cana. We're going to go to Nazareth and uh, not just see the the town, the village where Christ was raised, but also we will go to the Mount of Precipice where they tried to push him off the cliff. We're also going to go to the Sea of Galilee. We will go to Capernaum, the Mount of Beatitudes, uh, Golan Heights, the Jordan Valley, the Mount of Olives. Uh, My friends, everything that you've ever desired to see, these beautiful sites in Israel, particularly in Jerusalem, we're going there and we're going to have a great time. We're not only going to have a great time seeing the sights, but I believe the beautiful presence of the Lord will again meet us while we are together on tour. Praise God. So get ready to register. That registration link will open in about 10 days. Get ready to get signed up and so that you can get on this tour, and uh, we're going to have a tremendous time. Glory to God. Amen. Now, let's talk about the favor of the Lord coming down upon your life like wet, cool, refreshing rain. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter four. Let's go to verse seven. But reject profane and old wives' fables, and exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. Now, we should take care of our physical temple. We should take care of the house we live in. I'm talking about the physical house, our bodies. But also understand that according to what the Bible says, exercise is an area of little return. And I want to explain what I mean by that. I've met gym fanatics. And maybe when I was younger, maybe I could have been classified as that. And, uh, you know, I ran uh, track all through high school and then through college and stuff like that. And, uh, and then, you know, I just love athletics and sports and things like that. But today, it's not uncommon to see some people get so caught up in certain forms of training that their training literally seven days a week. They're not even taking the day off the rest. 
Uh, maybe they're resting a certain body part, but if they're resting that part, they're training another part. <laughs> so maybe they're resting their upper body, but now they're training legs. And it's just an endless cycle of on and on, not only to try to develop you know, certain attributes of physical strength or endurance, but then once you've got it, then you've got all the work of maintaining it. And you have to understand that from a eternal perspective, physical exercise is an area of little return. Now, it doesn't mean there's no return in it. It doesn't mean you're not going to get some good out of it. You can, but in God's eyes, it's a return of little uh, amounts. Praise God. So spiritual labor, spiritual exercise far outweighs every other type of labor uh, or work or serving in the area of getting the best return. Stop and think about it just for a moment. If you were an investor and you had a lot of extra money to invest, where would you put it at? You would search for an area to invest. Where are you going to put it? You're going to put it in the area that presents an opportunity for you to get the best return. And if something over here uh, has a very strong potential of a huge return as compared to something with a little small return, you know which one you're going for. You're going for the one with the big return. So we need to invest in serving the Lord because it releases the rain of unusual favor upon our lives. Praise God. Mm -mm. I want to say it again. Be very wise in the way that you invest your time and what you do with your life and serve the Lord because there's wisdom in that because in serving the Lord, it attracts this unusual rain of God's favor to come down so beautifully upon your life. Woo, glory to God. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Praise the Lord. There we go. Proverbs 14, verse 23. In all labor, there is profit. Now that's uh, verse 23, verse A. So in all labor, there's profit. And so while there is profit in the many various forms of labor, the highest dimension of profit is in what type of labor? Spiritual labor. Let that go into your spirit today because this is going to help some who have gotten bogged down in the things of the world. While we need to be in the world, we have to function. That's why we have a physical body because we're supposed to live and operate in this world. But, oh, it's what you do with uh, the abilities that you have, uh, this, this type of laboring that you engage in that sets things up for an eternal reward that you can have. Now, and not, we're not just talking about eternity. We're also talking about in this life, living in the highest dimension of God's blessing and favor comes through spiritual labor. Praise God. Your spiritual labor will always catch God's attention. I want to say that again. Your spiritual labor, your serving God will always catch his attention. Even if what you do is done in private and nobody else knows about it yet, God sees in secret and he sees what you're doing in secret and he certainly knows how to reward his servants openly. 
Mm-mm-mm. So the highest reward on spiritual labor, the highest reward on serving is favor. Praise the Lord. Mm. Psalm 102. Let's go over the Psalm 102, and we're going to drop down to verse 13. Praise God. You will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Oh, and I'm speaking to those today. Your time has come for God to favor you. And I'm releasing some, in, some information and insight of how you can tap into the fullness of this favor that God desires to bestow upon his people. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. Now, basically what's being described here is the the child of God who loves the Lord and not only loves the Lord, but expresses it through serving God in an all-out, sold-out way. And when you do that, you are attracting God's favor upon you. And it can come in very unusual ways when you are fully committed to using all of your resources to serve the Lord. Verse 15, so the nations shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth, your glory. So there is an element of favor that can be extended to Zion, to the believer in Christ. When you're going all out for the Lord, your heart is for the Lord, where even kings over nations can bestow blessing upon you, can extend favor towards you. Now, as a church historian, somebody that loves church history, um, I would say probably one of my favorite areas of study would be the medieval ages. And I I like ancient history, even going back 2,000 years and plus. Um, But let me say this as we move into the 5th century and 6th century and so forth, when many monasteries began to be established and built, and the spread of monasticism was taking place particularly throughout Europe, areas of what are modern-day Great Britain, etc. It's fascinating because some of these monasteries, and a few of them are even still uh, in existence today as far as the structure and the building, Most of these monasteries, of course, were overseen by an abbot. They were built by many of these men and some women that eventually went down in church history as being known as saints, a saint being somebody that was uh, classified or put in a context of a very holy man or woman of God who lived a very uh, pure life that glorified God and often Their lives or ministries were surrounded with signs, wonders, and miracles. But so many of these monasteries were built. How? Well, yes, by that man or woman of God, but how did they get the land? So often, in the majority of the time, the land was donated to them by a king who was touched by their message, who was touched by their serving and by their work. And sometimes these uh, those now known in history as saints, sometimes the saints did not even have to ask a king 
or somebody a royalty for land or, or anything like that. Sometimes they would just offer it. A king would say, hey, I really like what you're doing, and your message is bringing good into my dominion, my domain. And so uh, do you need my help? Uh, can, is there anything I can do? Would you like some land? You know, I've talked before about St. Columba, who lived in Scotland on the island of Iona. Now, Columbus, technically, he was an Irishman, and he moved over to uh, Scotland, and he positioned himself on the island of Iona. But the truth is, when you dig into history, a lot of people are uh, familiar with how he got that island. Some people just think, well, I guess he got in a boat, and that he and his many had 12 disciples, uh, kind of similar to Christ. Uh, yeah, a lot of the guys did that. St. Francis, he had 12 disciples, also similar to the Lord's ministry. But with St. Columba, he, he didn't just get in a boat and land on that island and say, you know what, let's start a monastery here. Let's start a work for God here. No, that island was given to him by a king. And the king said, look, I know that you're a man of God and you're doing a good work, uh, do you need some land? Do you need a place to have as a base of an operation? I've got an island <laughs> over here. <laughs> not really using. <laughs> not not uh, not anybody out there really except some uh, birds flying around. So uh, Columbus was like, yeah, that, that would be ideal. And so thus began one of the great monasteries of Europe. And from that hub, from that operation, um, he would send out we would call them missionaries. Uh, they were basically uh, monks, friars being sent out with apostolic anointing to, to establish other works in other areas. But there are kings that extend their favor towards Zion. Mm -mm. Oh, it's very, very exciting. When you think about all of the properties that St. Francis acquired, so much of that was done through kings and through royalty who were touched by his message and said, you know what? We're just going to release tremendous provision into the works that you are you are doing because it it resonates with us. We like what you're uh, you're doing, and so in a sense, Zion was built up, and that's how the Lord works so often. And when you have a heart to serve the Lord, such as Saint Columba, such as Saint Francis, when that's your agenda to serve the Lord. And be involved in any way you can in kingdom service. I'm telling you, it attracts the favor of God like honey all over your life and people like you. Now, of course, there will be those that not, that are not too hot about the gospel. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There's always that. That's, that's okay. But even them, we're going to love and we're going to respect them and endeavor to pray for them and send the gospel their way as well, too. But my friends, there are others that just receive it, and they just eat it up, and they love it, and they want to be a part, and their their way of being a part of it is just saying, hey, let me invest into this work. And I, I really foresee that. I see extraordinary resources being released to those in the body of Christ who have this heart for God to be involved in any format. I see the most unusual things coming into your life that are based upon God's favor touching you. Mm -mm. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Praise God. Now, we qualify for unusual favor, not just normal favor. We qualify for unusual favor when we take a genuine love to further God's kingdom. Oh, praise God. And I believe 
you're the kind of person that has that love. And I'm speaking to you today about very, very unusual favor coming upon your life. The fastest way to move forward in your destiny is by favor. Please let that get deep into your spirit. Um, That's something that will really, really help you. The fastest way to move forward in your destiny is by favor. Oh, glory to God. I want to open that up a little bit further. In the world, even in the unsaved world, there are those who have understood the importance of favor. A couple of years ago, I turned on the television and came across a documentary about one of the world's greatest drummers and some some say in that industry they some even said he could even be the greatest drummer we've ever we've ever had but they interviewed the drummer himself and he talked about his journey and he talked about the day he realized something that he needed and this is what he he basically said he said that he was determined to become the world's greatest drummer. And no matter what that required, he was willing to pay that price. So he practiced literally every day of his life, five hours on the drums. And, you know, after a while he was, he got on with a a pretty well-known band. It wasn't like a, you know, like maybe like a tier A or top level, you know, band or something like that. But he, he was good and people knew that he was really good. Um, But his skill level was off the charts. And he said, I'm going to get so good on drums that the, the greatest bands will want me. And so I'll end up, he said, with one of the big ones. And he said, it didn't happen. And he realized one day that it took more than just his ability to be maybe the technically the best drummer on the planet and all this practice and all of this knowledge and all of this gifting. He said, I realized I needed something beyond that. And really what he was saying that he needed was favor because you could be the best, but if they don't like you, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to call you. Even if they need a drummer, they're, they're not going to choose you or select you because as he said, there's these other intangible qualities that have to be involved as well. And one of those, and one of the most important ones, is favor. You're, you're going to need that. And as a believer, God is able to move you swiftly along the path of your destiny and help you to reach the fulfillment of that by walking in his favor. Praise the Lord. Now, we see, of course, that Joseph who was a slave, and he was sold in Egypt as a slave, the favor of God was upon his life. And the next thing you know is that although he is still in a slave-type position, he has now been placed as a ruler over Potiphar's house. Well, things didn't go too well after a while at Potiphar's house, and he's thrown into prison under false charges. But even there, that favor of God was upon his life. And we see that in the book of Genesis, chapter 39, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Now, let me be very clear in saying this. God can give favor. He can give it where it was not there before. And the moment it comes, you're like, wow, something has shifted 
in my life. There is now an acceptance. There is now a, a, a love. There is now a liking that was never there before. And it can be supernatural. It's not, it's not related to how you look. It's not even related to how you talk. Matter of fact, you could, you could talk or uh, uh, maybe do things in a way that somebody would think, well, that's going to hold them back. But, but somebody that's touched by God's favor towards you may actually like that. And I had, a, I had a very unusual door open for me one time. This was maybe like 15 years ago. And, and um, I had a lady who was married to one of the world's greatest prophets. She, she was, you know, his wife. And uh, she saw me one day, and, and she didn't know me. But she knew I was a minister, but she didn't know me. And she said, wow, you remind me completely of my brother. She said, every time I look at you, you, she said, all I can see is my brother. She said, I want you to come and spend time with me and my husband. And her husband, of course, was this great prophet. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, hey, I'll take that door any way it comes. I'll, I'll go through that door. If the door is somehow you're favoring me because I look like your brother, uh, and I, you know, I, I probably actually don't, but that's kind of what she's seen, and that's creating a favor for me that literally opened their house and their hearts to me. Woo! Praise God. Mm, mm, mm. I'm telling you, God can put crazy favor on you that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> you can't even really explain it sometimes, um, but it's there, and you know it's working. Praise the Lord. So uh, God can give you favor just like he did with Joseph, and it was that favor that lifted him up out of the prison and even into the palace. We saw in verse 23 uh, of Genesis 39, let's just look at that one too. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. So there's that favor. There's that favor to just put him in the favored position and he's leading and God's blessing what he's doing and everything is working in a very smooth and functional way. Praise God. Now let's go over the judges chapter six, and we'll take a look just for a moment at the life of Gideon and how God was working in his life to lift him up when he was the least, the, the littlest one within Israel, but yet God's favor turned things around for him. Judges chapter 6, verse 14, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Let me say this. With God's touch of favor upon your life, you can go from uh, an obscure position of being unknown. You can go from this place of being the littlest or lightly esteemed to being promoted and catapulted into a position where you're the anchor person, where you're the anchor man or the anchor woman, and suddenly you're in a position of leadership. Then he said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign. And God certainly gave him 
all the backup support that he needed at that time to uh, help build his confidence up and help build his faith up. Praise God. My friends, he found favor in the sight of the Lord. I'm telling you that God's favor can track you down. You might think, well, nobody knows me, Pastor Stephen. That's not necessary. All that's necessary is for God to know you. <laughs> God can, God can lift you up. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, if you're serving Him, if you're serving Him, you have a heart to serve Him, just like like Gideon did. Then you can attract that favor right where you're at, because God, God, trust me, God knows your number. God knows right where you're at, and He can find you. And His favor can find you as well. And as long as you maintain your commitment to serve the Lord. God will maintain his favor upon your life. Let me say that again. As long as you maintain your commitment to serve the Lord and have a heart for God, then he will maintain that favor upon your life. Praise the Lord. You have to have a passion for God, for the purpose of God, for God's people. Hallelujah. You have to have a heart for the Lord and the things of, of, of his kingdom. And that favor will start coming. Now, when God releases special favor, you could actually make very unusual requests that you couldn't make at any other time. And they can actually, when they're originated by God and that his favor is there, those requests will actually be granted. Wow. We see a great example of this in the book of Exodus chapter three. Let's go over there just for a moment. Exodus chapter three, verse 21. I see. I see a new wave of favor. For some of you, it will be it will be new. For others, it's like the tide went out and you've been waiting for a new wave. Well, uh, your heart is reengaging in an because you know this is where God's at in His service, and a wave of favors coming over your life, and you're going to have some very precise moments when you can ask. You may even be instructed by God in particular cases to make. Uh, specific request. And we see that here in verse 21. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty handed. Now, let me say this. The favor of God will end. It will just completely end any empty handedness that you have been experiencing. Pastor Stephen, I just don't seem to have much to show for what I've done or for my, my life or for my journey. I just don't seem to have much in my hand to show. Well, when God's favor touches you, you will never for the rest of your life ever, not a single day, be empty handed. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Now, when you go, you shall not go empty handed. Why? Because he has given you favor. Praise the Lord. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor. There are times when that favor is extended that it's just offered. You don't even have to ask. It's even offered before you can bring it up. But there's other times God extends the favor and the favor is on you and you can ask and it's going to be granted. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians. Praise the Lord. That's very, very interesting. Praise God. We see here 
that there was a biblical wealth transfer, and that transfer originates out of God's favor resting upon his people. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, we know there is a purpose for the wealth transfer, but we're going to see that more fully in just a moment. Let's go to Exodus chapter 12, Exodus 12, and we're going to see the fulfillment of that prophecy. Because when that was spoken, that was before the release of all of these mighty plagues that shook Egypt to the core. Now, we are in Exodus chapter 12, and let's go down to verse 36. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. Wow, praise the Lord. So we have here fulfillment, and we have here a biblical example of a true, genuine wealth transfer. So I think we should step back just for a moment and ask ourselves, how did the Israelites reach this place of favor and obtaining this wealth? So the favor was on them. God's favor was on them to ask, and they did. And now they have all of this wealth What's, what's the core purpose that is causing this favor and this wealth to flow like this? Well, we find it in Exodus chapter 7. And there's quite a few places where it's reiterated at. But here's a good one. Exodus chapter 7, verse, let's go to uh, verse 15. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water. And you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. And the rod which was turned to a serpent, you shall take in your hand. And you shall say to him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me. That they may serve me in the wilderness. That's the whole purpose. Why is that favor there? What's bringing that favor? People that want to serve the Lord. And it's very difficult to serve the Lord when you're in bondage and it's taking up all of your time and you're, you're basically, uh, you know, under a taskmaster and you have no freedom. And so God is delivering them. God is allowing favor to come upon them. Why? So that they can serve him. Mm-mm. This serving God is what entitles you to his favor. But you have to be 100% willing and committed to serve God. And when you're at that point, when you're at that point, this supernatural, unusual favor flows so beautifully into your life. Now, let me say this. There is another, and there's, there's been various ones throughout biblical uh, record and throughout church history, but there's coming another wealth transfer. And it will come as an extension of favor upon you, God's favor upon you. And it will be for the service of the Lord. Praise God. And I think, I think in some ways it's good to have a plan. It's good to have a plan of service. What would you do if somebody gave you a million dollars? What would you do 
If somebody gave you $10 million and you, maybe you inherited it, maybe something happened and you just end up with this fortune, what would you do? Well, I trust that the first thing that you would do is to tithe and give God the 10% and then also to give a generous offering and to thank and, and to think about what God has blessed you with because it is for the service of the Lord. Now, when they had that wealth transfer that came from the Egyptians into the children of God, there is a purpose so they can serve the Lord, and there is a tabernacle that was going to be built, and it was going to need a lot of gold and a lot of silver and a lot of precious ornaments and precious jewels and all of these things. So there's always a purpose for it. That purpose is serving the Lord. Praise God. And it's your serving the Lord that attracts miraculous favor, even favor that causes wealth to be released into your life. Whoop, thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Nothing, nothing is more rewarding than spiritual labor because it brings a downpour of God's reign of favor upon you. Mm-mm. So your spiritual labor, your spiritual service, it releases a downpour of the rain of favor upon your life. Get ready for it. As you're serving the Lord, get ready for the rain of favor to come upon you. Now, Psalm 30. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go over the Psalm 30. I like this one. The 30th Psalm. We're going to drop down to verse 4. Let me get a drink here just for a moment. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 4. Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. For His anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. I want you to look carefully at that phrase, his favor is for life. Now, the words is and for are actually in italics. And what is being literally spoken here in the Hebrew is that his favor is life. His favor, life. His favor is life. So we see here that God's favor plays a big part in determining your quality of life. And his favor plays a big part in determining your movement forward in life. His favor is life. Woo! Praise God. And you need his favor because the more of his favor that's upon your life, the further your life progresses along the path that he has planned for you. And that quality of it, that quality of it is just It can be so beautiful when his favor is flowing and resting upon you. Praise God. All right. Now, there is something very special that God's favor will also do for you as you're serving him. And we actually see this in Matthew chapter 9. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 9. I really like this verse a lot also. What the Lord said In those days of his earthly ministry, in so many ways, it's still true today. Let's take a look at it. We're in Matthew chapter 9. Let's go to verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching 
in their synagogues. Okay, so he's teaching. He's teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So he's teaching and he's preaching and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So he's teaching, he's preaching, and he's healing. And he's going all over the place doing this. Notice the serving that he's doing, serving God the Father. He's carrying out the mandate that the Father has given him. And when you are actively serving the Lord, and you're just going all out for God, there there is an unusual favor that touches your life. Um, There's a picture I'm going to have put up on the screen right now, and I want to uh, give a little explanation of what you're looking at. And uh, what you're seeing, uh, let me first read a little story, and then it'll make sense what you're looking at right there. A young man who was about 25 years old served on the staff at Faith Tabernacle. Now, that is the church pastored by Bishop David Oyedipo in Nigeria. This young man suffered a gunshot wound that destroyed his elbow and required an elbow replacement. The device that had been surgically implanted was large and caused constant pain, but there was no alternative. Okay, so that that image that you're seeing on the screen is that device. That is actually what was put into his elbow. Now, that device was made in a very high-tech laboratory in India, and on that device was etched the serial number of that device. It was etched by, uh, by laser engraving. So it's not like you can go out and make another one or something like that. This is a very high-level, very advanced piece of medical, uh, you know, material here that was inserted into this young man's elbow. This young man was known for working tirelessly for the Lord. One day he worked, served, and ministered all day and into the evening during the church service where 130,000 new people had come for ministry. So this young man's busy serving there in the church. Many people, of course, were being saved that day. At the end of the evening, he heard the Lord say to him, you've been working hard for me. Now I'm going to work for you. At the time, he didn't know what God meant. So he went home and went to bed. Okay, get ready for this. This this is the favor that can come upon your life when you serve the Lord all out. When he woke up the next morning, he looked over and the elbow joint replacement was lying on the bed next to him. He had, a, he had a new elbow and was completely healed. So an angel came and took out that surgical device and sat it on the bed next to him. And that is actually it you're looking at right there. The angel came and took it out and completely healed his elbow. Well, Pastor Stephen, that's some pretty wild uh, favor for God to send an angel and do that. Yes, but see, your service for the Lord, it attracts crazy favor. And I want you to be aware of this favor that comes upon those who have a heart to live all out for the Lord. And there's another, there's another very unusual blessing also. And it's right here in this statement that we're looking at in uh Matthew chapter 9. Let's continue on. Verse 36. 
And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, now get ready for this. Not much has changed in 2000 years. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful. I mean, you stop to think about it. We have over 7 billion people on the planet and that number is growing like crazy. It's just, it's continuing to grow. So he said, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So the laborers or the servants or the workers are actually few. And you stop and think about that with any ministry or with any church or any work of God. Usually, if you have those that are surrounding it, those that are helping it, and those that are being involved, if you look into the gears of it, really even still, there's there's only like 10 or 15% that are just really totally into it, going all out and meeting any demand that God would place upon that work. If the Lord says, expand in this area, you've got 10% that, that, say, that will say, we'll lay our lives down to do it. We'll do whatever it takes uh, to make that happen because we want to please the Lord. So uh, it's those that are these harvest laborers. They're always going to be those that are really all out like that, they're always going to be in a minority. Now, yes, we need to pray that there's more, and we actually need a harvesting of the harvesters. We need more skilled laborers that are rock-solid grounded and are strong in the faith and are on fire for God, and the ones that are just, uh, you know, all in, all in. But I'm telling you that if you do that, God's favor will come upon you in some very, very unusual ways. Keep in mind that there's not that many of them. There's not that many of them. Jesus said the laborers are few. So we even see in Psalm 92, verse, uh, excuse me, Psalm 91, verse, four, uh, let's see here. Where am I at? I think I'm actually in Psalm 92. Yes. Two of the most beautiful Psalms in the Bible. Uh, but this one is, uh, this verse I'm looking for is Psalm 92, verse 14. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Now look, if you will serve the Lord with all of your heart, God's unusual favor will be upon your life that will even quicken your mortal body and when you're all out for the Lord, the Lord realizes, hey, he or she is going to be very, very difficult to replace. And I've invested, God's saying, I've invested so much into him or her that I'm going to keep them up for the long haul. And he'll keep you going uh, until the day you leave the planet. You're just active. You're still working. You're still serving. And even if you get you know, really old and you have to kind of, you know, slow the pace down a little bit, you still find ways that you can serve the Lord right where you're at. You know, um, it was only a few days ago, I, I, I signed a contract with my book publisher and off it goes the final, final manuscript. And you're probably, you, you might, you might be thinking, well, pastor Stephen, that's great. You've done that. Now you can take a break. You know, I've already started on the next book. Praise the Lord. Yes, I'm very excited about this one I just finished that's going to come out some months down the road. But I, you know, I'm not just sitting around thinking, well, I can go on a three month vacation. No, 
I want to every single day of my life until I go home to be with the Lord, find some way to serve him and, and walk with him. And honestly, I love doing it. I'm not trying to, um, see how little I can do and somehow, you know, get the job done. I want to give God my best. And I have learned that it attracts his favor in very unusual ways upon your life when you live for him. So favor is not accidental. Favor is not something that just random luck or chance. The favor of God uh, especially comes to the servants of God. And if you will make up your mind to serve him with all of your heart, you'll have some of the best, most beautiful things happen to you where people just, they just like you and they do crazy things for you. And, and it just, and it just happens when there's no sweat, there's no strain, there's no struggle. It just, the doors open, uh, and on you go. I, I'm telling you, it's God's favor that will fast forward your life into the fullness of what he has called you to do. I, it will fast forward your life. Remember those old uh, cassette tapes? You know, you had the little thing where you could, you could uh, press stop, play, rewind, or fast forward. Well, God can hit the favor, and when he hits the favor, boom, it's like pushing that fast forward, and you're, you're moving. You're moving. So I see things moving swiftly for you. Why? A wave of favor coming over your life. I see wealth transfer coming into your life in very, very unusual dimensions. Prepare your heart for it. Mm, 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 mm. Whoo, hallelujah. We're going to, have to be very grounded and very stabilized in the word of God and in prayer so that we stay on course with the profuse blessings that God is releasing through this favor. Lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I'm mindful of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19 where we are instructed that if we have a willing and obedient heart, then we eat the good of the land. And, and Father, your favor is attracted by this willingness to serve out of a pure heart with genuine motives of love for you. So I pray, Father, that grace be released upon your people, that as they seek you and your kingdom first, you're going to add all of these other things that the world is pulling their hair out, trying to get and trying to stay up. They're staying up. Others are staying up day and night, trying to figure out how to get it and sweating and all this other stuff. But Lord, it's just going to come right into your people through extraordinary favor. I thank you, Father. Your days are a favor are here for your people. I just release and speak that blessing that they go through smoothly, Lord, because they are your laborers laboring many I, I see many of you you labor in ways you think nobody's noticing but it's it's making a difference you know it is but maybe nobody's written an article on you maybe nobody's taking your picture and uh, has told others but see god sees that god sees that and god's going to reward you with very unique favor so father we thank you and I just hear that God's favor is going to make you smile. I'm talking about a sustained smile. Get ready. So, Father, I release that favor upon your people, and I thank you for their hearts to serve. Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. I call it done. I see it resting upon you. Glory. Glory to God. If you're watching today's program and you want to get your life right with God, his favor comes to you as you are in Christ. It begins with a relationship with God through his son. And Jesus is the only mediator 
between God and man. He's the only one in the middle. There's no other way. There's no other religion. There's no other person. He's the only one. (laughs) He's it. So when you put your trust in him, he gives access to God the Father, and he is the Son of God. If you would like to get your life right with God, pray this prayer right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my redemption, and you rose on the third day, and that you live at the right hand of God the Father. So, Jesus, you died for me. I put my trust in you. Save me now. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in your book of life, and let your favor begin to flow towards me now. Thank you, Jesus. In your name I pray. Thank you for saving me. Amen and amen. Welcome to the family of God, the family a favor. And God's favor comes in many different flavors. Uh, it's just, it's, it's incredible what he will do. I have always experienced the greatest favor upon my life when I was serving him. Now, sometimes it's just uh, come in very unusual ways, but the strongest forms of God's favor have always flowed towards me while I was in service Uh, I'm not talking about just like preaching in church, but while I'm on my way to serve the Lord, while I'm thinking about serving the Lord, while I'm uh, busy about this, just like Jesus was preaching, teaching, healing, going all over the place, just favor all over him. My friends, I see it coming on you too. Praise God. Mm -mm. Father, we give you praise. Now let's take Holy Communion together. We thank God that he is the giver of all good gifts. He is the giver of favor. He is a good God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you have, you have had religious tradition teach you or um, kind of form a mindset where you have an expectancy of something to happen that's not going to be good. But as we see in God's word, that God wants us to have an expectancy of good things to take place and of his favor to be upon our lives. And I see you just like the psalmist said, like David said, that God is surrounding you as with a shield of favor. And just as that shield goes around in protection, God's favor all around your life. That means good things happening to you. Extraordinary favor. Praise the Lord, because you are a favored child of God. That is your status and your position in Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, let's grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and for the juice. We pray over it and consecrate it through this prayer. We thank you, Father, this is now the body, the flesh of Jesus, your Son. And Father, this is his blood. And we thank you, Father, that... As it says in Scripture, the life is in the blood. And we thank you that as we prepare to receive the Holy Communion, that we are aware of your favor and that you can give it just like you gave it to Joseph. And we thank you that you are giving it to your people, to those in Zion right now. It's going to begin to come down like rain. And it's going to be, it's going to begin to get so thick and strong that we're going to have testimonies of the most unusual miracles. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We give you praise. Father, we receive the body of Jesus with great thanksgiving because all of these blessings 
have become available to us through his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So, Father, we celebrate, we proclaim the death of Christ, that through his death, he has made this way possible for us to have such a rich inheritance. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's receive the body of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. And as we receive it, we thank you for the forgiveness and cleansing of our sins. And we ask that if we have committed any sin, that you would wash it all away. And we turn from sin. And we thank you for forgiveness. And Father, we choose to completely forgive anybody that has sinned against us. We forgive them and bless them. And we go on. We thank you, Father, walking in love. Father, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your favor. And thank you, Father, for giving us a heart to serve and live for you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Let's receive the blood of Christ. Praise the Lord. So often I have found myself tired, uh, even physically, maybe even mentally, in certain areas where I wanted to rest and like retreat, but yet an opportunity came to serve. I've been on airplanes before. And maybe uh, I'm returning from a trip, and I'm tired, and I'm even mentally tired, and I just want to sit. But somebody will sit next to me, and a conversation will start, and I realize their heart's open. So I can't just, you know, say to myself, "Well, you know, I, I you know, I, I need to just rest." I'll just start talking. Why? Because if their heart's open, and that flow is there of the spirit, and it's just it's happening, then I'm just going to go for it. And every time I've done that, the Lord has blessed me with his favor. There have been times where maybe um, I remember one particular time I was just wanting to rest at a coffee shop, but somebody needed prayer and they uh, approached me for prayer. And I, I rose up. Now they couldn't tell I was tired or anything like that. I wasn't grumpy or anything, but I was very mentally depleted in a sense. I just, I needed a little break but yet people were coming and I rose up and pushed past that fatigue and I prayed and God did miracles. And then, then the Lord blessed me through a very favorable thing. But my friends, as we serve him and give him our best, yes, he knows we need rest at certain times that he will make those times of refreshing available, but let us also give God our very best in our service for him. Praise the Lord. Thank you for watching today. Also, please be mindful of our upcoming Pentecost uh, celebration in May, the 21st through the 23rd, as we will be preparing our hearts to sow a special Pentecostal seed that will be used for the Pure Gold Television uh, program for its, its expansion and increase through television. Thank you for keeping that mindful and praying about that and preparing your giving for that special day that's coming up. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Bye-bye. <music>